Jamie and Forch's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello Mark, hello... Can I stop you there? You can. Are you ever going to change this up? Not today. Okay, carry on. How, how fancy ambushing me. I'm not ambushing you. That was a complete ambush. All right, carry on. You could have said that five minutes ago before no, no, we started recording. Uh, uh, no, where's the fun in that? Right, hello Mark, hello listener. Welcome to another mariachi thumping, toe-lumping, get down on your <laughs> knees, Mark, and hail Ecto-Kid episode of the Betamax Dungeon. Is that an obscure comic book character? It is, but it does tie in with this evening's Why? theme. Well, during the early 90s comic boom, yeah. every Tom, Dick and Harry was getting the opportunity to have their own comics imprint. Yeah. And Clive Barker got one at Marvel Comics. Did he? So his own, his own little universe outside the main continuity of Marvel. Uh, it's called Razorline. Yeah. It wasn't very successful. It was, it was a... It, was it, it was, for kids or for, was it for adults? It was a horror line. Right, okay. He had... Uh, it was four books. You had Ecto Kid. Then you had Hyperkind. Then you had Hokum and Hex. Hokum and Hex. Yeah. And Saint Saint Sinner, and yeah, they only they only lasted about eight issues each, roughly about that. But it was um, yeah, called Razorline. Any good? Yeah. What have I you remember? Got no, I don't think I have. I might have read one of them. Did I tell you who they were by? Clive Barker. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. My memory is terrible. Well, let's not start that straight away. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, what we should go into straight away is, I will just say, a brief correction that I need uh, to Correction get corner. Correction corner. A little jingle for that. Last week when we spoke about Man with a Golden Gun. Did we? No, we spoke about Live and Let Die. <laughs> yeah. We did briefly mention Man with a Golden Gun, because Guy Hamilton directed okay. both of them, yes. I'm pretty sure. I said that the... The henchman with the one arm, mm. I said he was called Ha Ha. It's Teehee. That has been bugging me. Or, <laughs> that has so been bugging me for the last <laughs> week that I said that. It's not Ha. What a, what a dickhead. I'm so stupid, Mark. Don't, anyway. Don't beat yourself up over it. No, I'm not. I'm going to beat <laughs> you up about the, the, what happened with our pre... With our pre-setup for this week, we should anyway, explain... Don't worry about it. Don't worry, it's cool. No, cool. it is cool, but I just want to say to the listener, because it makes me laugh. So, our original film this week wasn't going to be the one we're doing. It was going to be Basket Case. Yeah. And the copy that you found in the dungeon for me, that yeah. you, you went through all those tapes, you found out a Betamax tape, I went home, like, it, this was two nights before now, so, you know, I need to get on and watch it. And it was a Spanish language yeah. Betamax version. Well, that's your fault. How was that my fault? Because if you had studied Spanish at school, we would have been fine. Do you know, I did kind of think, like, I could just watch this. This would be fun. I'll just watch yeah. Basket Case. <laughs> how, how complicated can Basket Case be? I'll be able to suss out what's going on. And then it just, it was so annoying after five minutes. Sorry to any Spanish people. <laughs> it was annoying that I couldn't understand what was being said. Um... Yeah. So anyway, so we we, yeah, we bin that off. We bin that off. We will do basket case at some stage, and we settled upon doing what we are doing, and 
you then forgot the night that we generally record the podcast. Well, yeah, because I, I hadn't seen. I, I had a day off work today, and I got I completely forgot what day of the week it was. I went I, happily along, convinced. I do that Wednesday. sometimes. I do that sometimes. I do it all the time. And then go, oh, for God's sake, it's got, I've still got work tomorrow. But I bet it was. It's a nice feeling though when I revealed to you that it is in fact Thursday, and you were thinking, oh, that's not so bad because that that means tomorrow's Friday. Well, I'm not. I'm trying not to wish me life away. Well. I want to wish away the shit bit. Yeah, so all right, that is the... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's what it's So, yeah, so if if the recording tonight is a little bit sketchy... Well, you've watched it twice. I've watched it three times now, Mark. I've watched that ending three times, that awesome so why would it be ending. why would it be sketchy? It's never been sketchy before. Well, you barely watched it. You were only kind of I've half seen taking it a hundred times. I've seen it a hundred times, but I still couldn't. I don't. I probably could have got away with not though. watching it. Anyway, have you watched anything else this week? I did. Have I? Tell me if I have. I've. I know I've spoken to you about it before. I don't know that I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but I did get round to watching Lipstick from nineteen seventy six. I think you might have mentioned that last week. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. So leave it. All right. Okay. In case and you, you might be able to cut that bit. Yeah. Or, but I, I hadn't watched it then, so I might have been saying I'm going to watch it. Well, anyway, I watched it. So uh, I won't say any more. Yeah, no, that's about it, really. Do you know what I've been watching this week? What have you been watching, Mum? Season one of The Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. Well, the original? Yeah, 19... I found them. What year was the first one? What, 59, maybe? Is that black and white, yeah? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Burgess Meredith is, they've put, given him makeup to make him look older. It's that old. That is old. Yeah. In, is, that's Rod Serling, isn't it? Rod Serling, yeah. Does he present, uh, he, does he come Not on? in the first season, I don't okay. think you see him. In the second one, he does uh, the voiceover narration. Um, I think in the second season he pops up at the beginning. Which is your favourite one so far? Well, it's uh, Time Enough at Last. Which one's that? The library. Oh. The guy with the glasses. He's always trying to read. I don't know that I know that one. It's probably the second famous, most famous one. Right, well, I, my favourite is the most famous one, which is the William Shatner... Third most famous one. What, the thing on the wing? There's someone on the wing. There's something. Something. Thing. <laughs> no, hang on, it's... <laughs> There's something on the wing. Some. One. I think that's... I believe that's the line. Okay. There's something on the wing. Some. One. I can't do the Shatner voice. Sorry, that was a shit impersonation. But that's got to be the most famous one, surely. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's um, the To Serve Man. Is that the robot? Is that the robot? Thing no, what, that? what are you talking about? I don't know, I don't know. I'm, maybe to I don't Serve know Man? My, I don't know my Twilight the one Zone The with, with well. the cookbook. No, I don't know. They're, maybe they're, I, I it's the aliens come down and everybody gets on the ship and goes away and there's loads of people... The, the ships keep picking people up and taking them back to this alien planet. Yeah. And they leave a book out. Right. And at the end... Oh, they, don't they dust it off and it's how to... No, how that's to... a Simpsons episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, my God. <laughs> Okay. Do they dust it off? And there's a bit more to it. How yeah. to serve man to your friends and neighbours. How to serve for 40 man. Oh. Yeah, okay. Right. So what is... what? what is T- time enough at last is the guy who's constantly reading books and he keeps getting... Hang on, how does the other one actually pay off with a book? What's the book that they're leaving around? It's a cookbook. For... 
how to serve the book says how to serve man oh okay right. how, and then, and then in, it's they think oh it's how to, how we can be of service how they can be of service to what us. idiots but then they decipher it and go no it's a cookbook yeah it's how to yeah well I would you would think that immediately I would my mind would go there straight away how to serve man but you weren't around in the 50s <sighs> dickhead when I thought everybody okay so what was the other one you like the other one it's time enough last Burgess Meredith He's a bookish little nerd with big, thick reading glasses on. Okay. And he's constantly trying to read books. Right. And he's trying, constantly trying to explain books to people. Okay. And they're not having it. They're not interested. Because he's trying to do it at work. His boss is telling him off. His missus rips books up in front of him. Yeah. And the only solace he gets, the only time he gets to read, is where he works, in the bank. Okay. He goes into the bank vault at lunchtime. There's a nuclear bomb goes off. Right. Well, he's the only survivor. Okay. And he comes out, and he's just about... His glasses are fine. Everything's great. Okay. He's look for, He's got enough canned food there to last him the rest of his life. There's nobody else The about. rest of his life? Yeah. That's a shitload of canned food. Well, it's the world. Well, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's the world. It's the well, world. yeah, okay. And Canned uh, food does go off. Huh? Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, go on. You ever seen that guy on YouTube opening cans from the 1940s and eating them? Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, but he's fine. Not in the head. <laughs> he's still eating them. Well, okay. He's eating like World War II rations. What a hero. <laughs> yeah, it's to prove they can still be eaten and they're still fine. Well, yeah, good for him. But, um, so the bridge is married if it'd be fine. Anyway, he thinks, oh, I'm gonna, I can't handle this being on my own, so he's going to kill himself. Right. So he picks up a gun, but I'm putting it at his head, and then he sees in the distance... A library. Oh, okay. So he's got all the books. He's got no one to bother him. He's yeah. got all his food. Yeah. So he's set that he's sitting there sorting the books out, getting him into the order of how he's going to read them. Okay. He drops a book on the floor. Ben's down to pick it up. Drops his glasses, and they don't just crack, Jamie. They shatter. They're fucked. Ooh. And now he can't. And his eyesight is proper. Oh dear. Proper oh, fucked. Dear. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. That's the twist. And that's just, a, that's he, a just sits, he sits there going, well, that's not fair. That's, that's not fair. Well, it's not really. <laughs> but then, if they were that precious, you'd have them on a bit of string, wouldn't you? You wouldn't ever be able to... I don't think he was thinking straight, to be honest. It'd just been an apocalypse, and he's just trying to sort of... But not even out. an apocalypse, just day to day. You'd be these. If I lose these glasses or break them, I'm not going to be able to see shit. So I'm going to put them You've on a little bit glasses. of string. What? You've got reading glasses. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Not, um, not, no. Why are, you, why are you bothered about people? Because I'm not a man that needs to wear glasses, Mike. What are you talking about? So I've seen glasses in your house. What are they, what are they, from a... They were from an victim? attractive lady that had been round and visited and left her spectacles there. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Why don't you just admit that you wear reading glasses sometimes? Because I don't, um, what? <laughs> you do, though. So all right. Or, yeah, sometimes. I'm getting old. Yes, I've got mine on constantly. Well, I, all right. What's the problem? No, no, nothing. Why well, are you being all coy and shy about Because I'm glasses. a narcissistic twat. I'm vain. Yeah, you look, I don't I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what. Some beautiful girl come up to you and said, you look really hot with these glasses on. No, they wouldn't. Because well, I don't. Well, I think you look quite cool. No, Mark, listen, what? No. What's wrong with you? That makes me want to wear them even less. Well, I think you look sexy with glasses. Oh, God. Yeah, no, God. <laughs> I'm never wearing bloody... I'm never wearing glasses, Mark. I don't, I, I don't, I know, I, I don't, I don't. You don't what? I don't look sexy wearing glasses. 
Thank you very much. Anyway. It's not about looking sexy, is it's it? It's about being able to bloody see. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm all right. They're not quite that bad. I, if Some days are worse than others, but generally... I mean, I'm, I'm, so I'm surprised you don't you need glasses to read that scrawny handwriting you got. Well, it's my own handwriting, so it's easy to read at a distance. <laughs> um, I couldn't read that. Jesus Christ. That is a scrawlings of a maniac. Well, you might be half right... Are we ready to? We've, yeah, we, should we talk we've about? Co- we've covered everything that we've got. Yeah, we've covered. Um, you watched something. I've watched something. I watched something that I may have already told people about and haven't. Haven't. I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I don't know. So all right. So after the <laughs> after the debacle of what was going to be our basket case episode, yes. this is episode sixty-two, Mark. And as the listener would have observed from the title, we're doing Hellraiser. Clive Barker. 1987 or 1986? 1987 I've got written down. Starring? Ashley Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Anything else she's been in? She, she was in the one after this, wasn't she? Uh, was she yeah, I think she pops up in another one later on. Yeah. I stopped, I've got to be honest, I stopped watching after four. I'm surprised you got two. that far. I, I, got to, I definitely got to three. Yeah. Three was bad. CD man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three's not good. Um, Four's the one on Spaceship. Yeah, I've definitely never seen... That's never one seen four flips back between the future and the past. And that's a big, big box in space. So, Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence plays Kirsty Cotton. Doug Bradley plays the lead Cenobite. Yeah. I don't think Clive Barker ever was really happy with Pinhead, was he? I don't think he named him Pinhead. No, that was just the name that stuck. <coughs> Press, I'd imagine. Andrew Robinson, who is a, a podcast favourite, he appeared in Dirty Harry. Yeah. Andrew Robinson plays Larry Cotton, Kirsty's father. He's a, he's a big nerd in this, isn't he? He's a complete doof. He's hard to like. He's... um. Yeah, it's funny. When Andrew Robinson is playing a horrible, nasty psycho, as, as you know, a la Dirty Harry, he's fine. He's brilliant at doing that. In this film, there is a segment of the film where he has to kind of play a kind of deranged man. Yeah, and he he's, does. He's brilliant. Yeah. When he needs to just play a normal, friendly, loving dad, he just comes across as Well, pretty. he reminds me, eh? It reminds me of uh, the guy that played Step in the Stepfather films. Like, it's a mask he's putting on. He's acting nice, but you can tell he's does something not... It doesn't look right in playing that. I know what you, you mean. mean. In that, is it Terry... Is it Terry Quinn? Terry in, Quinn. Or was it Terry Quinn or Terry O'Quinn? It might be Terry O'Quinn. He was in Lost as well. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name is Lost. He was probably the best thing in Lost for a pit... Well... <sighs> Yeah, uh, yeah oh. let's not go down that, <laughs> that wormhole. Claire Higgins, who's probably the best act, best, best actor in this, plays Julia, Larry's wife, second She's a wife. proper villain as well. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, isn't yeah. she celebrated more as a villain, do you think? Because she's still being manipulated by a bloke. Yeah. And she is a horrible, nasty villain, but she's still portrayed as... 
She's doing it because she loves she loves him so much. Yeah, I don't understand. She'll that. do whatever he wants her to do. He's a twat. Yeah, yeah, he is. He plays her brother, a uh, lover. Sorry. Well, the 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 brother lover, because he is because he's Larry's brother, Frank, is Sean, uh, Sean Chapman, who's English. I I I don't know. As far as no, he's, he's English, they were all the voices have been dubbed. Yeah, it did. Sometimes it did seem a little bit wonky. Are you going to let me in? Yeah. That, have, you bit, all, have you got a towel? Have you got a towel? That did almost seem like an Italian movie yeah. for that, that that particular flashback sequence. So... Because yeah, sure. you don't know where this film's set. It doesn't make sense. Well, if it's, it's clearly set in England, but everyone's talking with American accents. Bar Julia. I think it's supposed to be set in England. So why are they all got American accents? But even the even the guys that are moving the furniture. I didn't notice whether they did or not. Yeah, and her boyfriend. But they'd moved from Brooklyn, hadn't they? And it was like the old family home. So I kind of had the impression it was... it just. If it's an no, old family it, home, why have they got American accents? Well, Julia didn't. No, Larry did. Yeah, but Larry could Larry could have been an American. What, this, he's coming back to his old family home? Well, he, he may have... That may have been an old home and he may have moved to America... Early on in his life, he yeah, adopted maybe. an American accent. He then came back home, married Julia. They went to Brooklyn. That didn't work out. So then they've gone back home. I mean, it, to to us, it's clearly England, mm. London. It looks like South London. Yeah, it's clearly a, a London pet shop. Yeah, clearly. A, I don't know why he had monkeys in pet shops in, in 1987. I don't know why they had like a tank of cockroaches. What to feed the. Yeah, but would they have that out with all the other pets on display? Oh, look, there's a tank of cockroaches. Well, yeah, well, you can't buy them. We just feed them to the pets. No, that's for the customers to buy. They scoop them out and put them in a thing. Yeah, but they, they normally have them in the back, don't they? They don't put them up with the puppies and all that well, stuff. They won't up with the puppies. They're over by the lizards. Were they by the lizards? You just think stuff like that to keep out the back. Like the food. The animals that they've got for other animals to eat. Uh, they generally put them out on the shelves. <laughs> yeah. You can't buy them. No, they're just food. Yeah, are these rats for sale or are they? No, no, we're just going to feed it to the thing. <laughs> Unleash the fury, Mitch. Um, I think that's most of the cast. Steve, who is completely unnecessary to the plot, who's Kirsty's boyfriend, who turns up at that dinner party scene. Yeah, he's a complete doof. He's got terrible clothes. His hair is stupid. Oh, the hair in this film is amazing. Julia's hair is fantastic. It just screams evil stepmother. She looks like she's just stepped out of a Depeche Mode video. She just... She's so evil looking. Yeah, of course she is. I know. She's kind of hot, though. No. Don't you think? No, oh, no, she's kind no. Of hot. Yeah. no. No, no, no. No, no, right? no, no. Why? No. No, no. Why? Because she's... I, I hate that red lipstick. Oh, thing. what are you talking about? No, I don't. I, that don't do it for me. <laughs> and she's never smiling. I don't. If it's Elvira, she's only she only smiles when she's watching the boxing, doesn't she? Barely. And he says, "Oh, I thought you didn't like this stuff." Yeah, she's she's like, I've seen. It. I've seen worse. Um, she's loving it. I find with that type, that shade of lipstick, you need to have maybe kind of the right type of mouth. So in my mind, like Elvira, where yeah. the makeup is always immaculately applied, yeah, and it suits her, and she's often smiling. 
Yeah. And if she's not smiling, she just she's smoulderingly hot, whatever expression. Most of this movie, Julia, whose lips are quite thin and scowly, she's she never touched a school teacher about. She's her. never school smiling. Mom. She always looks really pissed off. Not so that that red lipstick is not a good she red looks, nail she varnish. Looks like a bruising dominatrix. Yeah, that, yeah, that didn't do it for me, mate. She looks evil, is how I would sum up. She looks like, yeah, atypical. No, typical. <laughs> atypical is the opposite of typical. She looks like your typical evil stepmom. Yeah, that's the point. Murderous. Yeah. She's a hammer murderess, as she it is, turns yeah. out. <laughs> She's great. So we've basically done the cast. I should say the, uh, the makeup effects, some of which are awesome, mm. some of which are maybe showing their age. Are by Bob Keane. What's he done before? I don't know. I didn't write anything down. Did you write anything down? No, not for Bob Keane, no. Oh, okay. I love it when you ask me questions that... No, I thought you'd named him because you knew... No, I'm just saying it was Bob Keane. I'm just, you know... Off the back of this, he's notable. I mean, it's still pretty gory. I mean, it's showing his age now. this film? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember when it was... It was probably the sore of its time, I would imagine. I remember at the time, a lot of people were saying, this is the scariest film ever. And they, you hear a lot of that bunkum around any, any kind mm. of semi-major horror film release. But at I that time... The squishiness it, of it. Yeah, at that time, it, and it was, it was a lot of people that were saying, oh no, this is really, a, this, is a, this is the worst horror film I've ever seen. And it, even by today's standards, it is kind of gory. It's gory, yeah. And it's, there's a lot of... I think the hooks, barbed hooks, just puts things in people's minds, doesn't it? Yeah, but you only ever see them going into what, by today's standards, is clearly pretty rubbery-looking plastic. Rubbery yeah. Looking plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't even quite get the skin tone right back in those days. No. It was plastic-coloured. Plastic-coloured plastic. <laughs> with hooks barbing into it's it. a squishy I think it's a squishiness and everything everything's wet it's particularly yeah early on when you have that first early glimpse of like the Cenobites because they're in the attic but it's kind of like their world has in, briefly invaded our yeah. world and they've got that spinning like pyro, not uh, like an obelisk like a pillar thing spinning and there's just bits of bloody stuff. The blood looks really good mm. in that bit. That's pretty authentic looking. It's when, blood. Well, Frank when Frank comes out the floor, that bit's awesome. That's yeah. When he just re, when he's regenerated, yeah. And and his spinal column like kind of just slots into the skull. Well, yeah. Which and is with a, with a, no, no, no. That all looks really good. Thing, like for 1986, that ain't bad. No, not at all. I like it. It's good. I mean, I love this film. Uh, have you read much Clive Barker? Because uh, we should say he wrote and directed this. Yeah. And I've read, again, the same as a bit like Stephen King. I do prefer his short stories. Okay. Um, I, fi- I find some of his novels hard when he goes off into the fantasy world. I find it hard to keep up with it. I've read. I've Is read. It Weave World and the Great and Secret Show and things. The like Great that? and the Great and Secret Show. I've read. I really like that. I don't think I've read Weave. Was it two entities? Two entities. 
I can't, don't ask. I can't remember anything about <laughs> there's, it. There's two entities coming out of a lake or something in there. I don't know, but there, there was a follow-up as well called Everville, and I remember I enjoyed that again. I can't really tell you anything of the story. And then there was supposed to be a third one that kind of tied them all up. Didn't happen. And it didn't happen. But he read. Uh, he wrote. Uh, was it Mister Be Gone? That was a really good one. Cold Heart Canyon. I liked. I like Cabal I, was good. I like the books of blood. The nice short stories. I love the short stories. Some of those are better than others, aren't they? Because was it uh, Midnight Meat Train when it made into a terrible film? Yeah, with Bradley Cooper and Rocket Raccoon and Dominic. No, no, uh, no Vinnie Jones, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there was a slew of um, Clive Barker films that came out in the eighties on the on the back of Hellraiser, I'd imagine. I like Candyman. That was good. Um, he directed that, didn't he? No, I don't no. think he, No. Was it, Bernard, was it Bernard Rose? I can't remember, but I don't think okay. it was Clive Barker. Clive Barker only directed um, this. Was it Lord of, Lord of Illusions? I'm sure he did that. No, God, what is it? One with all the... They, it, oh, oh, he did Nightbreed. Nightbreed, he? yeah. Did he not do Lord of Illusions? Yeah, he did direct Lord of Illusions. And Nightbreed. And Nightbreed, yeah. So is it just those three? Yeah. You got Juice, Gods and Monsters. Oh, okay. <coughs> You'd have to say, we, only recently we were chatting about Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. And compared to his directorial debut, Clive Barker does a really yeah, I pretty think, bloody decent job, I would say. Oh, there's a few clunky moments in there. Oh, some definitely. Of the, some of the dialogue is clunky. He probably had less of a budget than... Stephen King, uh, and he kept the he kept he's kept it's a tight, tightly plotted. This isn't it. Pretty yeah, relatively yeah, it is. It's a simple story, that, you know. It's a cle- it's a clever, it's a clever interpretation of hell, and at the time it seemed kind of groundbreaking. Yeah, like representing. You know the old uh, the old idea of demons or things from hell being like uh, horned monsters or looking like you know the devil yeah. kind of thing, and this kind of turned it on his head, and it added a real there's a real throbbing horniness oh, to Hellraiser, and that fine line between pleasure and pain is always playing out within the movie. Yeah, mostly pain. It's yeah. mostly pain. There doesn't seem to be a lot of pleasure going on. Not for the... Not for the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot of pleasure going on at all. I don't know. It is just very... It is a very kinky film. Yeah. So, do you want to do the... Should we just do a quick... Just, just do a quick thing. So there's this puzzle box. And... What's your pleasure, sir? What's your, what's your pleasure, Mr. Cotton? So, am I guessing... Is he in Tangiers? When he, or somewhere... It looks like North Africa... It's probably filmed in London. Yeah. But... I would imagine... That's not London. No, I thought it sounded Asian. Oh, maybe. Why did you think it was Tangiers? I don't know, because that, you automatically... Because of William S. Burroughs and that, I just kind of automatically think of, like, dodgy perverts buying weird ornaments. You go to Tangiers. Is it? I don't know. That's just what popped into my head. I don't know. That's where uh, Bob Dylan thinks his ex-girlfriend might be. What, in Tangiers? Yeah. If, if you see her, say hello. Oh, okay. If you see her, say hello. She might be in Tangiers. 
Well, yeah, next time I'm there, Bob. It's like, what's that? I a guest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> she might be. That's a long way to go if she hadn't. Well, it's like she really wanted to get away from him. Yeah. I don't know that she wants <laughs> us to say hello to her, Bob. I think she wants... I think you need to let it go. If you see her say hello, she might be in Tangiers. It's implied that he buys the box. Yeah, sorry. In, it, may, it may even be, like, in Chinatown or some... Do you know what I mean? It may be in London, but... Chinatown in London? It's not China... Yeah, well... <laughs> No, it's not, not It's a street. Okay. <laughs> With dead ducks hanging in. Like, dead ducks in the window. Several windows. That's about it. Have you ever eaten there? No. I have. Is it? Is it well, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You would hope it would be pretty well, good in yeah. Chinatown, to be honest. <laughs> so, Frank Cotton. So, as we did later discover, Frank Cotton, he's bought this puzzle box. He goes back to his room which we later find out is his old family home, which has stayed in the family. He's kind of squatting there. Yeah. And he does a ritual. He opens up the box and he gets mushed up by hooks. Yeah. Hooks fly out of <laughs> he gets He gets mullered by hooks. And then we get our first glimpse of what we later find out are the Cenobites. You just see a hand, don't you? Yeah, you, yeah. See, him full on. you see Pinhead full on. Do you see him from the back, though? No, because he, there's that room. There's the bloody room with the spinning pillar. Yeah, and he's rearranging Frank's face. He's oh, got all the different yeah. fragments rearranging it, and then his pinhead that shuts the box. He closes up the box, and the room goes back. And then the room goes back to normal. Yeah. So then, cut to Larry and Julia. Larry is married to just. Are they just married. They must have been married a while because there must have been enough time for her to do what she did. She did because she's done the dirty on him, and she? yeah, she slept with his brother Frank, who's dodgy and kind of bad. And you know, women they love bad. They love a bad. They boy. love bad some women love a bad bastard. Boy. Love bastard. He's one of them, isn't he? Yeah, and we partly. Do we work out that she Julia's had an affair with him from the photos that she finds? Oh, every time his name's mentioned, she goes all quivering. Oh yeah, she always goes a little bit, and she's off. She has, for, she's she's, she's off. off. Well, I'll just tell you why she's off. As soon as they go in that house, it's a fucking shit hole. It's grotty as hell. It? They go in the kitchen and there's all that shit. Maggots, cockroaches. Maggots, cockroaches. We'll get that cleared out. Why don't they clear that loft out immediately before they move in? Well, he, uh, uh, they go in. <laughs> oh, this is great. He's no, I know. They go in. It's horrible. It's gloomy, horrible, grotty house. It's dirty as hell. And Julia's a bit like, oh, well, which she is be. anyway. Yeah, you would be anyway. And she eventually comes around. When she realises that Frank is maybe around or, you know, there's the possibility that she may get to see Frank again. She's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll stay. And he's just like, okay, we're moving Sunday. It's like, whoa. You're moving Sunday? <laughs> wow. Whoa. What day is it today? This whoa. place is a shit tip. Whoa. She, when she walks in, she goes, oh, it smells of mould. It's minging. Yeah. It's a grotty, shitty flat. And upstairs, like, yeah, they find that Frank has been squatting there. There's no real sign that his ritual had gone on there or anything like no. that. Well, the Cenobites tidied up. Yeah, yeah, they do that after. <laughs> they do that after ripping someone apart. They're over, they're super efficient, aren't they? I don't know that I really like the Cenobites. They're so like kind of. Well, you're not supposed to like them. They're like hall monitors. 
They're like the whole, yeah, they're the prefects <laughs> of hell. Prefects. Oh god, what assholes! Oh. oh, so why did you get distracted, Dan? I don't know. Just brain fart. Is it moving in day yet? So they're moving in Sunday. Yeah. And they're moving in there trying to get a mattress upstairs. <laughs> and this is they when they bend. By the way, mattresses. They do bend. That one didn't bend. They're not really trying. No, they're not pathetic. It's pretty weird <laughs> attempt at getting that whole bit is a little bit shonky. The two removal guys are just lazy. Well, they're just they're like off, aren't they? Well, they're every, every, off because they, I think they, their voices have been dubbed, and they're doing that. There's a weird laugh. Yeah, that happens. You like they could have done that better. Everyone seems off with one another, don't they? Every, like every, everyone is just not yeah, real. I, I, think I, know, the, I think that's the dialogue being a little bit clunky. I think that may also be as well that maybe Clive Barker. I don't want to be rude, but at that stage of his career, that his first film, yeah. maybe he couldn't quite spot acting. It was not all. It, yeah, I think with a he clunky, went at a point where he could say that's not quite good enough. You're not quite. I think with a clunky dialogue and the dubbing, it may have been fine when it was before it was dubbed. Yeah, I think the studio yeah. made him dub it. Oh, okay. So this is a, so as they're moving in, this is a point where his daughter Kirsty Cotton shows up. Yeah, and she's pretty adorable. She's not a great actress, Ashley Lawrence, but I love her. She's got a charm to her. Yeah. And she's great in this, but not. not she's not a great. I don't, I don't. You know. I don't want to disparage her in any way. She's great. I could have got her autograph once, and I didn't. Why didn't you? Because I think I'd already paid <laughs> enough of the other people to get autographs. Well, not that, well, yeah. I think it was a choice between her or like Sid Haig or something, and it well, was you're like gonna go for Sid you're going to go with Sid, Sid Haig. And I kind of wanted to. I. She. Yeah. I. I th- I do still regret that now, but anyway, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, she's not dead like Sid Haig. So well, yeah, I might. See, yeah, exactly. So I may still get the chance to get in Ashley Lawrence's autograph. And I remember that one of the pictures that she had that you could get autographed was just a really cool one where it was her looking, you know, she's looking great and she's reaching out for the puzzle box. Yeah. In Frank. Is all, when he's all gloopy and like bloody, mm. he's kind of reaching out to grab it as well. It's just like a really good, really cool picture. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's my Ashley Lawrence story. Ooh. So as they're moving in, Kirsty's Kirst, Christy, Christy, Kirsty, Kirsty showed up. Kirsty, Kirsty. Yeah, Julia's gone upstairs. She's kind of she's still reminiscing about Frank and getting a little bit horny about it. having flashbacks to Frank. Hot flushes. Frank in the rain. Oh, that guy in the rain. Can I come in? Can I come in? Well, can I? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Frank. Brother Frank. Can I have a towel? Can I kiss the... (laughs) Can I kiss the... He doesn't know how to kiss. Oh, no. He he, He just starts sucking on her chin. (laughs) Can I kiss the bride? That was always Sean Connery. <laughs> Have you got a towel? I don't, he ain't got a Scottish what accent either. No, he hasn't got a Scottish accent. I don't know where that came from, Mark. But it, that bit is wonky. And when he's sat in the chair, and he's got like... It's not a chair 
where you can really sit in it like that. It's got a really high arm to the chair. Yeah. And he's, he's got like one leg. He's kind of cocked he's trying up. To, he's trying to do an American sledge <laughs> in a, like an English armchair. He, he looks just like, like an idiot. He's not working, mate. That don't work. But he seduces her with his sweaty, sleazy charm. Yeah. Can I, can I kiss the bride? And then he sticks his finger in her gob. We, I don't know that women like that, men. Really? You Not s- when you first meet them, no. Before- <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go up to her and start sticking your fingers in them. Before he even actually kisses her, he just is sticking her finger in her gob. And then he just starts sucking on her chin. And they, uh, they go into an illicit affair. Yeah. And she's saying to him, I'd do anything for you, Frank. I'd do anything. He's like, anything? Would you do anything? I'd, Frank, I would literally do anything. And as it turns out, she, she would. She does, she will, yeah. <laughs> anyway, nail. Well, she, well, this is a really this is really worth noting. This was quite a clever bit, I thought I thought. Yeah. When she's reminiscing of Frank, yeah. she's basically it's it's not shown, but it's implied that she might be up there kind of pleasuring herself. You don't see anything like that, but you get the idea. She's reliving it in her mind, the yeah. moment where they got it together. And as it's replaying in her mind, she's getting to the point, it's building up to the crescendo of her orgasm. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's cutting to them moving the mattress up. Yeah. And you see the nail sticking out of the banister. Dirty, rusty bastard. And it's almost Lucio Fulci style, because you know it's coming, and it takes ages to get there. And, the and it's dragging out. It's dragging out. How overwrought is that music? Da, 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 da. And, you know, and you know exactly what's going to happen, and that almost makes it even more painful when it finally does. But when it does happen, is when in a flashback, Julia has reached that point of mm. orgasm, and then it's like, wang! The nail, he catches the back of his hand on that nail... And it is the entire point of this movie, really. Pleasure equals pain. Question mark. Yeah. That I mean that and that is clever. That is a clever bit. I I feel that's that bit works really well. And that of all the stuff in this film, that nail going in the back of his hand. Well, he completely wimps out from it, doesn't he? No, oh, he can't. He can't stand the sight of blood, man. So you go, and it's sloshing about out of his. Oh, he's definitely going to need some stitches there. That was a deep gouge. And he bleeds all over the floor. Yeah. That's a mistake. Thus kicking into motion. A chain of events. There's no going back from chain chain of events. (laughs) And she's such a horrible bitch. She doesn't even, like... He he runs in and he's like, Julia, Julia, my hand. And she's just like, oh... She almost recoils. Yeah, of course she does. She's horrible. She's really good act actress though. yeah she is of all of them she's uh, she sells it actually and you're kind of right in some ways that she should maybe be more heralded as a villain but then she is just doing Frank's will yeah. and Frank is really the master he's the real nasty yeah guy behind it all although she is relatively happy to start killing men with a hammer yeah the first one freaks her out a little bit yeah, a little bit. She's still. Well, that's a hell of a clunk as well. Anyway, we're going going ahead. Let's just quickly go over what happens with. Uh... Well, we're kind of, we are kind of up for that, aren't she? Really? She so. Well, no, Frank's not come out the floor yet. Oh yeah. Okay. So Larry's been bleeding. Yeah. Little bleeder goes upstairs. Blood drips onto the floor of the attic room. Gets sucked into the. Yeah, that's yeah, that's quite cool. 
and, we, and not so cool is that we notice under the floorboards there's like this little pulsating little sack of, of blood. Just a, <laughs> just a little sack of Frank. Little blood sack. If that, none of that really makes any sense. No, it doesn't. And it, 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 as it plays out, they're kind of like, oh, he escaped the Cenobites. I don't know how. It's like, how? They, they killed him. And <laughs> then someone bled on the floor. That, yeah, well, well, there was a re- they must have left a remnant of him there. Maybe. I think that's what it is. Was it maybe because it was his blood, it, the blood of his brother kind of thing? So it was... Maybe. I they, don't, they didn't spend a lot of time... It's not the point of the film, is it? No, not at all. But then, it's quite interesting how a lot of the, a lot of the movie is almost old horror tropes. Mm. Like, Frank needing blood... Yeah, it's like a vampire trope. Yeah. But it doesn't play... But it's a modernisation or a kind of a twist on it. Or yeah. a, just a... For the time, it just had a very 80s kind of levery, sh- shiny, kinky yeah. twist on it. Well, it's got the haunted weird house. I don't know if I'd like the house that much. Is no. location. It's so gloomy. Well, it's supposed to be. It's, so, it's a shithole. I, I could not live <laughs> it's in that. It's a shithole. It is. I couldn't live there. It's why so horrible. It? Well, I was thinking this the other day. So why, why, why doesn't he... Where does she take... Well, hang on, what, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Anyway, Frank pops out of the floor. Yeah, he... And he's he a hell thought. of a gloopy way of coming back. Oh, it's pretty splattery, and, this film. And uh, the amount of KY jelly is unbelievable. There's uh, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of KY. A lot of how they, KY How syrup. they film those... KY, K, KI, oh, you know, that stuff. KY syrup. KY, what are you talking I about? I don't know. What do they make blood out of? Well, I wasn't talking about blood. No, I know, but there is a lot of blood in it as well. You've completely thrown me. What, what, oh, God, I've thrown myself, Mark. Why do you let me talk so much when I'm the one this drunk? Do you literally, I was talking, and you just oh, went KI, KY, KY, KY syrup. Right, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> cut that please cut that over. so Frank is reforming yeah and it looks good it does look good and he's cranking about up in that loft and nobody ever goes up there well, there's a lot of rooms up there in this house as well it's massive but you understand why Christy doesn't stay who the fuck is Christy Christy <laughs> you're not even that drunk are you no no maybe I'm just tired <laughs> Would you want to knock this on the head? No, what are you talking about? This is Goldmark. <laughs> Kirsty Cotton. Kirsty Cotton. Have you caught up now? You know where we are? No. No idea at all where we are. Would I you can't need see glasses? Light. No, I can do with the light on. Let's turn the light I'll on. Put a light on. I know, I need a proper light on. Big light on. What are you shutting the door for? Because that's throwing me. Why is it throwing you? Oh, it just is. Do we need some readers? No. Oh, don't. Put some fucking glasses on. I haven't got any. I've got some. I can read what... I can read what I've got there. It's like three foot away from your face. (laughs) It's not not three foot. It's on the floor. And I'm sat above it. Yeah, about three foot away. I can still read it. Okay, carry on. So, have we got to the dinner party yet? Uh, well, Frank's just come out of the floor. 
Yeah. Then it's a dinner party, is it? No, she kills somebody before the dinner party, doesn't she? I think she does. Doesn't she meet... She finds out early on that Frank is up there, doesn't she? No. No, there's about 30 minutes, 40 minutes left. 30 minutes left before... It goes on quite a lot before... before. Who? Who are you talking about? Julia? Yeah, Ju- yeah Julia finds out... Oh, if we meant Kirsty. No, 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 that's sort of... Yeah, yeah no, she finds out straight away. Pretty much. She is a clunking up there. She goes and has a look. And he squiggles across the floor. That's right. Grabs her leg. And he's like, don't look at me. It's Frank. <laughs> it's Frank. Don't, don't look at me, Julia. Julia. I need you to help me. I need you to kill people. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's a big ask. And she, oh, I don't think she said it like that. Well, she's like, oh, you're a big... You're, who are you? You're what? <laughs> and he's like, it's Frank. Don't look at me. And then she... So... She's already acting weird. She, she, he says, look, the blood, blood got me this far. That's it. I need I, more blood. I need more. Get me she's more like, flesh. <laughs> she seems a little bit revolted by it, but then she goes away and thinks about it. She gets hot and horny thinking about like their old like exploits. Yeah. And then she goes back up to the attic a little bit later on, and she's like, yeah, all right, Frank. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, does he, is this, at this point, does he say, bring me Larry? She goes, no, or was that a bit later? That's a little bit later on, I think. He gets around to that pretty sort of soon, but yeah. at that point, it's well, just... Now, how is she getting these men back? Is she, like, leaving her phone number in telephone boxes or something? Well, she's just going out and picking men up, isn't she? She's just going out to bars and just meeting guys in the I day. She, I mean, I know you on their lunch On their lunch hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, come back to mine. But one of them goes, I'm quite lonely. Yeah, that's no. quite, you feel a little bit sorry for them. I feel a little bit sorry for all of them. They're all twats, but... Well, they're just blokes who think they're going to get laid. It's yeah. easy, isn't it? The first guy really takes a hell of a blow to the jaw, oh, doesn't he? Doesn't God. it? Like, yeah. totally dislocate his jaw. And she still... She does have a, that little tiny bit of a smile, enjoying... Yeah, she likes the power over the men, doesn't she, I think, as well. And even later on, there, there's that bit, I, I'm jumping ahead now, but later on... Well, she's nonchalantly cleaning the hammer Well, he's still yeah. <laughs> he's sucking away. But I think when when Larry, not Larry, at the end is comforting Kirsty, he's trying to comfort Kirsty, and he's saying... Oh, Frank, oh, whatever he did was unspeakable. And he's kind of winking it. Yeah. And she's sort of, she's got like a smirk on her face then. like Yeah, she gets, she gets into the murder pretty yeah. quick. Oh, yeah. Very quick. Yeah, her, she's into with it. With her high 80s music video hair. Terrible, massive, terrible earrings. That's the whole point. Oh, uh, yeah, no, she, no, no, no. I, she's got a look, but it is a look that just screams evil stepmother oh she's evil yeah proper evil <laughs> so she's killed a couple of people and there's problems Larry knows something and right they've had issues in the past and he ends up to he ends up talking to uh, Kirsty and says I don't know you know I just don't know what's going on she don't want to leave the house Things aren't right between us. I can't understand her. You know, I could you drop by and try and make friends with her? 
Well, there's been drama in the past. They don't get old, I think. Yeah, and I mean it's understandable because Julia's just a really cold fish. Well, there's, going back to when she's murdering these men, I think um, Larry turns up and she hides in the back. She hides a body somewhere, like the she's carrying like a a shriveled yeah a shriveled up man. Well, he's had the, it's like he's had his life force sucked yeah. out. She's carrying a shriveled up man. Instead of just leaving him in the loft, she goes and puts him in another room. Yeah, I don't know. Like, where, the, where the fuck is she putting him? It's just in the, like, in the other attic room. Oh, a load of joke. I don't know. Maybe it was easier to hide him. Because he's isn't he the guy that pops out later when... Oh, maybe. Kirsty's in the... With the maggots. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that guy, in it? Yeah. Why didn't nobody smell anything? You would have probably smelled that. And he didn't look gloopy enough. He would be... <laughs> he would be gloopy. <laughs> he looked too dry. Yeah. Like, his complexion and everything was way, 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 way too dry. Uh, but, yeah, that's later on. So, Julia starts her killing spree and we slowly get to see Frank kind of regenerating, regenerating. with each kill. But you can't quite get the skin on. Not quite. And he's kind of he's kind of like a vampire, like an incubus, isn't he? He's like kind of sucking the life force out of him. Yeah, it is. He does look good sometimes when he's fu- when he's fully red, or when he gets a bit. Oh, when he's red and uh, he looks good then. When he looks just like wet, to yeah. t- you would not want to touch that guy. No. And like when he's kind of bleeding through his white shirt. Why is he even bothering with the shirt? I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you kind of bleed through that. Why is he putting his shirt? Yeah, I know. He sat there smoking fags, bright yeah, red in a bleeding shirt. Bleeding through shirt. Like, You're like, yeah, what, are you yeah. bo- what are you bothering with that shirt? That's, that's going to be a nightmare to get that stuff out. He does look cool, though. He when he's look- smoking, when he's <laughs> just like, bleedy face man. But Frank is Frank is really the real villain of the piece. Oh, the Cenobites no. aren't... No, they're just doing what they do. Yeah, they're just doing their job to the letter. They're, yeah. The Cenobites... Are they are they that cool in this one? I don't know. I think you are. Cause I think they are because you don't know nothing about them. Yeah, I guess it's the mystery. Isn't there's, it? there's a lot of mystery there, and you get tidbits of information. Like uh, there's a bit where she said you've done this before. And he goes many many times, but you don't know in their dimension how long ago this Frank thing happened. Oh yeah, it could have been seconds ago. Seconds ago. Or, Millennia. millennia ago yeah so you don't they're like well it might have been they, as, mu- <laughs> as much as they look cool and they do look cool then none of it don't make sense well no not not a whole hell of a lot I, some of Pinhead's dialogue is just of course it's really dumb some of it is great the whole uh, we'll tear your soul apart that bit is great but the whole no don't do that bit when she's don't sh- do no, that. No, don't do that. No, I'm sounding more like Arnie. That's not really Pinhead's <laughs> voice. No, don't do that. What are you doing? Don't do that. I'm just trying to get it right. I should have practiced earlier. Well, you've seen it enough. But he just sounds. It's like it's, it's, she is going to do that. If you're <laughs> don't do that. All right, I'll stop. Oh, okay, I'll stop doing what the mad priest from hell. <laughs> they, the, the hell's never mentioned, is it? Yeah. Except for when she says go to hell. 
I think they mentioned hell, didn't they? they don't, I don't think they said either. about. I don't know. I don't think that I've seen not, it three times in twenty four hours. Yeah, Mark, it's, it's, it's not hell. Well. It's not like hell. It's just a different dimension. I'm sure they. I'm sure hell is mentioned. We would I think it's horrific. I've seen it three times. I think we look at it and go, "Well, that's hell." But I don't think the Cenobites ever go, "Yeah, we're in hell. This is hell." Yeah, he says we have dreamed to summon a nightmare to others. Yeah, he does say that. You have, to, yeah. He says you have to come with us. He never really says where that is. No. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. But you, I, yeah, but you, it's it. I'm sure it's implied. Maybe just from the title of the film. Yeah. You kind of think they're from hell. A type of hell. Yeah. Did a multiverse say- of hells. Do you say that where demons or angels are dependent? Yeah, they do say that, yeah. Yeah, what kind of world would it be where they would be considered angels? That would be a horrible place. Like, they're seen as the good. Oh, they're the angels, Cenobites. Oh, they're the good. Yeah, but you're looking at it from a Christian... How horrible would You're looking at it from from a Christian point of view, aren't you? If you're a sadomasochist and you're into that shit... I still want to see it as an angel. They're still, they're still killing me, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose I'm not like, like having me bum spanked, but don't kill what? me with hooks. You like having your bum spanked? No, I said I might, hypothetically, but I don't, I don't want so them you to do kill like me. Having, you do like having your bum spanked? No, I said hypothetically, just for the sake of the argument. <laughs> so you don't like having your no, bum spanked? No, uh, <laughs> so do you or don't you? No, I don't, but a sadomasochist that's yeah. into getting his bum spanked, he doesn't want to be killed. By well, hooks, he's not into it. Yeah, but that much. That's, yeah, but that's not that's the, that's not even touching the, the surface of what sadomasochism is, is it? Having your bum spanked. No, I know. That's if you went to a sadomasochist party and thought that's all they're going to do is smack my ass, then you're in deep fucking trouble, son. I'm pretty vanilla, Mark. I've not really, <laughs> I've not really got there's into more, the, There's more to sadomasochism than smacking you on the ass. I know that, but but that is that is still. Yeah. A degree of S&M. Not really. Of course it is. Not really. Not what? lightly tapping somebody on the arse. What, and someone enjoying it and you enjoying doing it to them? Spanking someone? Of course that's S&M. Mild, but... Well, it's... It's, it's kinky S&M, Mark. You're on the, you've got one foot on the ladder. You've, you've got the ladder out of the shed. You've not put a foot what on the shed? ladder. What shed? What are you talking well, about? Well, the shed that the ladder's in. <laughs> I don't know of any shed. I just know of the ladder. I don't, got I don't, I don't even run. think you've got a foot on the ladder. You might be getting the ladder ready to climb up the fucking thing, but you okay. haven't got any feet on it. Okay, you're revealing, a, you're revealing a lot about yourself there, Mark, I would say. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I just... <laughs> so, so spanking is not S&M? It's the, wow. <laughs> not really. Okay. I mean, if you, if you... Like I said... If what you, if you've got a paddle? Well, that's a bit more, yeah. <laughs> If you've got, uh, if you've got, if you're causing a little bit, but like a proper little bit of pain, but more than a little bit of pain, redness to the buttocks. Yeah, maybe if you're, if you you're well, uh, whipping, spanking would do that. Jaw and blood. Right, I'm feeling uncomfortable in this conversation. <laughs> why is it, why are you feeling uncomfortable? <laughs> I don't know. Bloody I mean, hell, people, do, people How- do shit with needles and Christ knows what. Yeah, like shit blistering and stuff like that. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's a couple of steps up the ladder, of yeah. a fucking long ladder. 
Oh, so, yeah, no, no. So people probably do get into quite fucking painful situations, I'd imagine. Of course they do. So they probably would be angels to some people. They're going to do what they do. They still anyway. don't want to die. Even, do, if, even if you're into... The Cenobites are going to do what they're going to do anyway, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and yeah, some yeah. people, if they've got that box, they're into that shit. Yeah, I guess so. And it will just take them to the extreme. Well, that's why Frankie got it, wasn't yeah. it? Because he was looking for the ultimate pervy. Because, I mean, Frankie, we should say, is just a massive pervert. Yeah. That's all there is about him. He's, yeah. the, he's the worst one of all of them. He's three quarters of the way up the ladder. I mean, do the Cenobites enjoy what they're doing? I, I think, think they do. Yeah. So, they're kind of perverts as well, yeah. aren't they? Really? Well, that's probably how they got into that position anyway. Yeah, I guess so. What do you think? They get up in the morning and go, oh, I've got to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that! In that bit later on, oh. when, uh, when Kirsty's crying and he goes, oh, no tears, that's such a waste of good suffering. That's clunky. You're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> is, she's suffering, she's crying, she's unhappy. You bastard. Leave her alone. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> anyway. I, I have to say, as much as I love Clive Barker, and I love this film, it is showing its age a little mm. bit. And what it, what at the time was a very original idea, just see, it, it, at the time it just seemed a really new, fresh yeah. approach to it. And, and it's hard to even really entirely pin down why it seemed such a... Because it's not... Um, it's not a slasher with a knife it's a completely original yeah. thing really I mean there may there's have no a, fire in, is, do you know what I mean it's a, are we talking about the hell or the, the, the type of horror film yeah just no both really just the, the, their depiction is a because they're not the out and out antagonists are they, the, they it, you're right where you're saying that the Cenobites have a degree of mystery about them off this yeah. one so I think that was why people wanted to see more what are you looking for? I've lost a beer. Have I? Well, there's one oh, there. I've finished them all. There's a bit in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the the actual film itself. At the time, we were in a slew of slashers. Yeah. And Hollywood horror, I would imagine. Yeah. This was, um, and this is completely different to what was going on at the time. It's, it wasn't it's time. It's not a slasher. No, no, not at all. As, to a degree, it was a little bit of slasher. It, remi- it reminds me of, like, you know, earlier you were talking about Twilight Zone. I was re- in the 50s, there was like EC comic, EC, not DC, E for Echo, EC comics, entertaining comics. And they did, like, the Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. All of those kind of comics. They ended up... The comics code come out and that kind of ended up doing them in, really. But a lot of their stories were kind of like this, where it was... It'd be a a wife cheating on her husband and there'd be some macabre story that'd play out where she'd end up getting her comeuppance. And it kind of reminds me of that. That really lurid, horrible story... A horrible couple... They're having an affair, but you you can't help but want to know what what happens. Yeah. And you're getting a thrill because they're so kinky together. Yeah. 
you're kind of enjoying that side of it. You are getting a bit of a kick out of it. Or I am. I don't know. Yeah. Vanilla kick. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> a vanilla kick. Yeah, vanilla. Yeah, a mild. <laughs> yeah, pretty mild. So where are we up to, Mark? Uh, she's bumping people off left, right and centre. He's, he hasn't got no skin. He's probably got his bones showing back through his face. Yeah. and he, he's, he's still covered in gloop. He's a gloopy looking guy. And he's still wearing suits. That's a bad... What, yeah. Wait for the gloop to go. Dry out a bit. But he's... T- he's Is he t- wearing the clothes to keep it all in? Whose <laughs> clothes is he wearing? Well, he could be wearing the murdered guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But he, he's also telling Julia kind of a bit about what's happened and Cenobites. Yeah. Does he not even mention hell then? Does he not even say, like, I've been in hell? Or... I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But he's telling Julia about it, and he's kind of saying, as soon as I'm normal again, we can get the hell out of here, and the Cenobites will never find us. And even though he's gloopy and ugly as shit, Julia's still really into it. Oh, she's still sucking his fingers. But that... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, when he wants to grow, he's like, come here, I want to touch you. His hand is just a gloopy... Yeah. Wash your hands. He looks. He's a little bit melting man, isn't he? He is a little bit melting man. Yeah. Ugh, I wouldn't let him touch my tip either. You wouldn't. Let, you wouldn't let any man touch your tip, Jamie. And not if he, his hand was melting like that. So if he had a bloody melty hand, with no so you'd let any man it. touch your tip. I'm not really that fussed about a man touching my tit. I don't have tits, Mark. These are just pecs. All right, carry on. You're not touching them. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. No. <laughs> not for me where are we up to Matt oh did we get to the bit in the pet shop with the tramp eating the roaches no we just did was that grass was it roaches or grasshoppers grasshoppers that's quite cool I don't know why I don't, I don't, I don't know I, it's, it's kind of creepy could have done about that and what happens at the end oh yeah it's stupid really here's that whole tramp character sorry we shouldn't say tramp derelict oh is that better is it a derelict what do we say now <laughs> homeless homeless person He's eating cockroaches and bugs, man. I, I feel you could call someone doing that a tramp. Yeah. He's there because he wants to be there. Yeah. He leaves and he's still got the... I know, they're still, still crawling in his beard. <laughs> yeah, it's, this, it's quite cool. It is got, ooh, gross. Dinner party? Have we done a dinner party yet? I think we did that because that's... Yeah, we've already done that because that's where she's meeting that stupid bloke. Yeah. Is I mean, he the son of one of the other... Couples, I don't know. I don't know who any of those people are. He's like, doing tricks with a cigarette. Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> he's a goofy dick. I don't, why is she? Why would she even? What would she see in a guy like that? I don't know. So he doesn't right. need. To, he doesn't even need to be in the film. At the end, she does it all herself. She yeah. escapes and does it all herself. It, there doesn't need to be like a hit in quotation marks a hero well he doesn't do anything heroic no he, no I don't get why he's there he doesn't do he doesn't add anything to the story he doesn't add anything to the plot there's no reason for that dickhead to be in it well because it just seems like it just seems lazy it's just like oh just pad out the run time a bit yeah there should be a love interest and it's like why yeah Anyway, back to Frank. He's getting desperate for some skin now. Yeah. In, I think it's around this point. He mentions having Larry, didn't he? 
He does mention Larry, and he also starts going on about Kirsty a bit, sort of going, oh, yeah, that, oh, my niece, she's grown up. You know, he's just, he's noticed her, and we know he's a pervert. Yeah. So you're already thinking, like, oh, what's going on there? Uncle Frank. Is that when she gets glasses guy round? Yeah, it, well, that's like Kirsty's. Well, she, well she's, she's gone back there because her dad has said, Can you go and check on Julia and just try and make friends? Yeah. And when she goes back there, she sees Julia taking a man upstairs because there was a fly oh, right. buzzing around, a little bug in my eye line. Kirsty sees her take the man back. She basically goes in and discovers the whole thing, really, yeah. doesn't she? When Frank. Don't kill me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he sticks his fingers in his neck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit gloopy. I do sometimes. I do do feel a little bit sorry for the bloke. Well, that bloke you do because on the way yeah. upstairs he goes, I get really lonely. I get really lonely. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, now you're gonna get murdered by a horrible bitch with a hammer. <laughs> you're gonna get whacked on the head with a hammer and have some fucking skinless twat fucking <laughs> suck your blood up, <laughs> suck your life force out your neck, yeah. suck you off. Leave you a literal husk. M- mushed in with a hammer and then sucked off by a bleeding gloopy man. Mm. Better things to do. He's going to whack his fingers in your neck. Yeah. Don't let him kill me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mighty boosh. When, Don't let him kill me. <laughs> Don't let him kill me. <laughs> when, when, Frank come, when Frank and Kirsty first meet, that's a really badly done... Sorry. I don't want to shit on the film. But... She's gone running up the stairs and that guy comes out. Yeah. He's all been sucked dry almost. <laughs> and Frank is just hiding in the room. And then when he just pops out and he's and she's like, oh. What the fuck? <laughs> he's like, oh, it's me. It's Uncle Frank. It's Uncle Frank. Come to Daddy. And he's like, what? It's you like, Uncle, it's Uncle Frank. It's Uncle Frank. Come to Daddy. Yeah, and he... So, Already, she knows something's off, obviously. <laughs> it's too well lit, that scene. It's, and it's on, like, the stairwell. Yeah. Well, isn't there, didn't she land a kerfuffle with the box? She yeah. Finds, she picks That's how box. she gets away from him. Yeah. She fights him off. He tries to get all pervy with her, like he would. Typical Frank Cotton. Yeah. She fights him off. Picks pulls up his, the box. Pulls, pulls some of his inner date. Something like that. He grabs his nuts or something and slops them out. Well, yeah, I bet they're in a the right state. <laughs> slops his bleeding balls out. I bet, yeah, they're like two I, little meatballs. I bet that little stat stings. Two little... <laughs> she just like, took some salt at him. <laughs> <laughs> two little meatballs that are, like, covered in... All right, let's not dwell on the fucking balls. Why Why, why can't I dwell on the balls? Uh, it's creepy. You're getting one foot on that ladder. Somehow she finds... Or that ladder. Or that ladder. Yeah, that ladder. She, um, she, gets her, she, gets her on, she gets her hand on the box. And he has a little hissy fit when you... He's like, no, don't, oh, no, give me, give me the box, give me the box. And yeah. she's like, you, you want this? And he's like, yes, that's what I'm saying, give me the box. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you want this, do you? And he's like, yes, I keep saying it, give me the box. <laughs> she's like, you can have it. And then throws it out the window. She goes, you fucking have it. She's... Okay. Terrible. But why didn't he just? Why didn't they just go down and get the box? She did. No, why didn't he go down? Why didn't he chase her down? Wait, well, he was all gloopy. He's, it doesn't he, matter. 
I mean, he'd, he'd got... bled through his suit, Mark. He couldn't go out in public like <laughs> he'd that. He'd been slipping down the stairs. He would have, I think people would have noticed him. He literally had no skin. Hang on, he was well, just got a bleeding chance, there's man. A, there's a chance that somebody might notice him outside or get dragged back into that fucking hell I mentioned. He should have... Um, yeah, yeah, he should have reacted quicker, but she no! had the upper hand. Instead of just going down no! on his knees and going, No! The box! Uh, yeah, and she runs down, gets the box, runs off. Is feeling a bit sleepy. Where does she go? Well, she passes out. Oh, she wakes up in the hospital, doesn't she? Yeah, she passes out and people help her. She runs by nuns. She goes by nuns. Mm. And she's clearly in distress. She's got blood on her. Yeah. The, 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 surely nuns would say, Are you all right, my child? Are you all right, young lady? Have you ever met a nun? I'm sure I would like to think a nun would help a woman <laughs> who looked that distressed, covered in blood. She had blood all over her. They'd be like, are you all right? Can we help you? I think a nun would help. How do we, how do we know the nun didn't help? Well, they didn't. Well, she might collapse like 20 metres out of the road. Yeah, but you see the people that do help her, and it's like some guy who oh, looks like guy, he's at an NWA like... in London, <laughs> and <laughs> in, like, in like a broken Ebola hat or something. I don't know. Your normal American, in quotation marks, passers by. It's not trying to be America, is it? I think it is. Well, why have they changed all the voices? I didn't notice as well with the beer. When he goes to get beer with the movers, it's like Budweiser. It's a six-pack of Budweiser. Yeah. He's like, oh, here, here you go, fellas. That one. Yeah. Anyway, she wakes up in the hospital and she's still clashing onto this box. No, the doctor comes in. Does he the doctor come in and give it to her? Or? Yeah, and he's like, the police want to see you. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here. And he said, well, what do you know about this? She's like, I don't, I, what, that thing. And he said, well, I'm going to leave it with you. Nah, it might help. Bin it. I'm going to help, I'm gonna help jog it. your memory. So he leaves it with her. And she solves it pretty quick. Yeah, but at this point, we don't know it's that difficult to get into, do we? Nobody struggled opening the fucking thing. Well, you get the impression from Frank, you know, when he's all sweaty in his little square of candles, it's almost like he's doing a ritual. Yeah. It seems like he's been agonising over You just get the impression that... It's a it's a puzzle. I don't know what the puzzle is though. Well, just to open it, it's just a tricky how it how you get it open. It's it's a puzzle box. Yeah. Go. So she so. Kirsty susses it in hospital. Yeah. Doctor Deezer's box. Pretty quick. Yeah. She's pretty adept at sussing it out, and she opens up a a, a wall in a, a, or a wall just a wall opens up like a doorway. And it's just a long, endless corridor. And you do what anyone would do in that situation. Well, I wouldn't do that, but she ventures into the corridor. Of course corridor. you do. And it, uh, the wall that. opens and the corridor appears. Are you going to walk down it? I don't know that. I honestly don't know that I would. Of I think I'd go, and, would. I'd go and get people and say, look. That's <laughs> a fucking... I'd say, look, what's happened? I just pissed around. <laughs> doctor, 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 doctor. what's happened? Yeah, you, uh, you gave me that box. She's in hospital. She could have rung that little bell. Yeah. Doctor. <laughs> Tell me, am I mad? You gave me this box. I pissed about with it for five minutes, like a Rubik's Cube. A, the wall is opened up. There is an endless corridor. I would close that puzzle box up pretty quick. Well, Chuck it in a bin. She does try yeah. to, but she does try to do that, and that gets her in more trouble. 
But she opens up the corridor, she goes into the corridor, and that's where you see that really stupid monster. Yeah. It has no legs. It's running down the walls using its arms. Its head is its head is at the end of his body. It's like an upside down maggot. Pretty much. Yeah, a little bit bigger than that. And he's got yeah, big arms that can hold the wall. You couldn't if if you were outside, he couldn't get you. <laughs> he's a he's a maze monster. Yeah, he's but it's specifically out, out built. Maze. He's specifically he's, built for that purpose. Oh yeah, only there. Yeah. Only there is he like an apex predator. All we should do was That's why it didn't come back in the ring because he'd have been fucked. Or at the end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And at the end, he's hanging in a doorway. Yeah, and he can't go any further. No, of course he can't because he need because <laughs> he reminds me a little bit. I know this is really random. Can you remember in Men in Black when Will Smith does that early kind of training session and he's shooting like the cutouts of the aliens yeah. popping up? So when there's that one alien and he doesn't shoot him. He says, no, he's just hanging out. Dude. He's just like, working out. He's just minding his business. Yeah, he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> what? He's no threat. So, she, yeah, she ventures into it. She sees this monster. She gets away. And then she pisses around with the box again, trying to close it. And that's when she gets to meet the Cenobites. And basically, she strikes a deal with them. Or so, Maybe. so she thinks. Maybe. And they're really, um, yeah, they're real hard asses. Of course they? they are. You opened the box. We came. She's like, well, yeah, what? I didn't. Burn me to some, a nightmare to others. Oh, you've done this before. Yeah. No tears, please. It's such a waste of good suffering. Well, let's not do the whole. That's right. So she mentions Frank. Oh yeah. And they get a little bit happy appetite about it. Yeah, they're like, what? Yeah, what if he did escape? No one's escaped. But what if he did? What if he did? It's none of your business. (laughs) She's like, I can take. I can take you to him. If I take you to him, take him and not me. And he's like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And you're like, yeah, no, they're going to take you too. Yeah, they're they're not going to, yeah. So she then goes back to the house. Yeah. And she gets confused. She's worried about her dad. Yeah. She gets proper confused. And we don't see it happen, but we know that Larry is dead. Yeah. Julia and Frank have killed him. Yeah. And Frank is basically taking on his skin. He's wearing Larry's skin. And his and voice. In this is a fumble on their part. Because he so obviously looks right. wonky. He's ble- <laughs> He's got like a line of blood, crinkly blood all well, the way might, around his head. She might hair. think he's had a fight with Frank. I don't well, know. I, but no. she's distraught, isn't she? She's just, hang on, she, you can't blame her for not noticing a few things. She's disorientated. She's yeah, had she's, a funny couple of days. She's had a funny... The last 20 minutes has been... She probably feels like she's watched Hellraiser three (laughs) times in 24 hours. That's probably how fucked up she feels. Yeah. I don't think... I think watching Hellraiser three times in 24 hours is almost like saying Candyman five times in a mirror. No. You will get fucked up. Don't do it. One more... If I were to watch that movie one more time today... Yeah. I might go insane. I might actually unlock... That almost be like a puzzle box that I've unlocked. The Cenobites would appear in my front room and hook me up with hooks. I don't think... I think they'd leave you alone. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just saying... I'm just, you know... I I feel like I'm looking at you and going... Look at him. He's (laughs) suffered enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> just leave him to leave suffer. Him. Just leave him to wallow in his own self pity. That was a bit harsh. I didn't mean to say No, that's fine. No, I didn't mean to say like that. No, okay. So the Cenobites have arrived. arrived. Honestly, I didn't. It, that's fine. I'll cut that out. No. I no. didn't mean to say it. That's no, not that's what fine. I meant. Sorry. That's fine. The, the, <laughs> so, so they've struck a deal. Yeah. Kirsty's gone back. Yeah. And Larry isn't Larry anymore. And this is when Andrew Robinson is actually given a good performance. Oh, he's... When he's Larry possessed by Frank. Well, he's just Frank, isn't he? Well, yeah, Frank. Frank wearing Larry. And I'll tell you the other thing I noticed as well. Uh, Kirsty goes back. She's taken in by it briefly. And then she goes to the attic room. The Cenobites appear. And they're kind of like, whoever killed this person, we want them. And yeah. she's confused because yeah. she think she thinks her dad killed Frank, yeah. not realizing that Frank had killed her dad and taken on his appearance. Yeah, she runs downstairs trying to save her dad. Julia's trying to stop her, and they end up fighting on the stairs. Yeah, and then Frank comes out as Larry, and it is entirely ripped off by Rob Zombie in House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. Because it's basically a guy wearing her dad's skin. Yeah. And he's even doing that, who's your daddy? Uh, which is entirely right. in House of a Thousand Corpses. And Uncle Frank, and that's when she finally twigs, like, hang yeah. on, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. My dad would never say that. You're, this is Uncle, you're pervy, creepy. <laughs> you're pervy. Pervy, Frank. creepier, creepy creeper. <laughs> <laughs> pervy Uncle Frank. And they st- Kind of start fighting. She scratches his face. He gets his flick knife out. He gets his flick knife out. We should say that is one of his things, isn't it? He's yeah. got a flick knife. So we know he's bad. You know he's dodgy. Well, he's got a flick Any knife. guy with a flick knife. You don't trust a guy with a flick knife. Oh, we forgot about the bit where Larry is actually having sex with Julia. And oh, yeah. Frank comes in with a rat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all about And he's nailed rats in the attic room. We're like, bored. What else are you going to do in a... Why is he doing that? Is he bored? Is he feeding off their blood as well? Maybe, but he's just boring, isn't it? Being in the loft, there's nothing up there. She could at least put a tally up there for him. That was that was almost just (laughs) that was almost just gratuitous kind of. Yeah, we're going to be as gross as we can be. Well, how about he just starts cutting rats up? Oh yeah, he's like he doesn't. He he made that in the script, and you're like, what? We can't film this. This sounds insane. (laughs) He just starts cutting up live rats. Well, he, he doesn't want Julia to have sex with Larry. I guess so. He's and he just, he's walking it. He's right there. Because the he wants to do Larry then, doesn't he? Yeah. Don't do him in. And she's like, no, no, no. So he just cuts a rat in half. <laughs> Lengthways. <laughs> Larry. And then Larry, who doesn't see any of this, any yeah. of Frank. There was no like, squidgy blood spots on the floor. No, no, no. He must have like, had the slippers on. It's like, I just, Julia, I just don't understand you anymore. Yeah. One minute you're all over me. And then you want you like no, yeah. I just I don't understand you, Julia. That yeah, and I mean that is the most realistic bit of the entire film. What? <laughs> A so, man yeah. saying, "I just don't, and I do not understand you." Sorry. So. <laughs> you know. One minute. No, 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 no. One minute. Let's they not on that. One minute they hate you. You just, you just like, what's going on? So, 
So he, so they're downstairs. They're fighting. The three of them are fighting. Yeah. Julia, Frank, Kirsty. Frank, Julia's kind of got her in a, like a bit of a headlock, arm lock. Yeah. He's going to stab her. Frank's going to stab her. She dodges, and Frank just stabs Julia. Not me. And he, he's like, kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I just, well, he just yeah, I don't. Like a little bit of life. You yeah. Got. Oh yeah, he just suck her. She goes proper. Yeah. He life forces her. Yeah. She's a husk. Yeah. But then, don't you see it? Yeah, she ends up on the bed. Yeah. You don't really see that happen. No, she ends up on the bed holding a box, doesn't she? Yeah. With hooks in her. Hooks in her. Yeah. I think they took her to hell. Or wherever it is. Well, the other dimension. (laughs) Well, she's in the the sequel. She ends up there, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's in... Yeah, she's in... I think she's in the second one more than... Ashley Lawrence, isn't she? Well, which makes sense because Claire Higgins is really the star player. Yeah, yeah. She's so good. Um, e- e- unmistakably evil from the start, but she just plays it well. It's just yeah. a good. It's a, you. You can't take your eyes off her, to be honest. Oh, it's one brilliant. of them kind of performances. Um, and I mean Andrew Robinson is good when he's Frank when yeah. he's even the Frank 10 minutes that he's Frank oh he's, he's brilliant that's oh he's killing it yeah but the rest of the film he's a dude well, I think that that's the point yeah but he could he could have just he didn't need to be that that full on do you know what I mean he could have just been yeah well, I think the, 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 the switch it makes the switch more obvious doesn't it maybe even maybe as... not because you just think well he was weird throughout now he's just being weird in a different way. No, I think it, it's obvious he's Frank when he's Frank. Yeah. To me and you, it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it is. But he's just, when he's normal, he's just such a dick. He's just sort of, just yeah. overdoing it. So we're kind of at the point now, Mark, I think, where... Well, she tricks him to go in that ring, doesn't she? Yeah. Sets him up. She sets him up. Cenobites appear. But he goes, he goes in there, and everything starts changing. And he goes, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, and you're like, you're like, well, you've seen, you know this. what's you going, know what's, yeah, you know, what's you know, yeah. You even said earlier on, you need to get away because you're yeah. worried about the Cenobites. Why don't you just Looks leave like they're there. back? Yeah. Why don't you just leave then? Yeah. Can they go to another room? Uh, yeah, I wonder <laughs> that. <laughs> Why don't you just leave that. the room? I wonder that because that only seems that seems to be the only w- room where they can do you in with all the hooks coming out. Because when she, when Kirsty escapes and she's in other rooms, there's no hooks. There's no hooks or anything like that. They're just coming at her with knives. Butterball, he he comes up behind her with a knife. Well, it's not her. It's her boyfriend, isn't it? Yeah. He's just got like a knife in his he's hand. It's a hook, isn't it? And he gets taken out by the hands. Yeah, he's under the rubble. <laughs> anyway, go back. Well, why didn't they? Why didn't they get the hook, the flying hooks out for her? I don't. I don't know. And, anyway, she, and, they, by, and by this point, she is using that. And we haven't box. talked about Frank Sorry. dying. No, oh, yeah, Frank. Get, you set me up, you bitch. You set me up, you bitch. And the son of, I like the way the son of it's just let him think he's going to be able to get her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, they tell her to leave. They say, this is not for your eyes. This, this is not for you to see. That been, that's been sampled in a few rap songs. Isn't it? I don't know, not the way I do it. This isn't for your eyes. Oh yeah, okay. this is not for your eyes. I can't. Don't I do. You sound like a weird Dalek. I know. I can't really do the pinhead voice. I could if I practiced. I didn't have time to practice, Mark. I thought we were going to do basket case. Anyway, let's get 
you know, ask me to do the basket case you, voice you, in you, Spanish, you, you, I could nail right, it. Stop diverting. <laughs> Get back to Frank and the I'm Hooks. Right here, I'm right there, man. I'm right Frank there in the, the moment. Frank and the Hooks. Jesus wept. How many hooks are they putting in? Doesn't I don't know. I'd be mean, bloody hooks. I don't, I don't, I didn't count the hooks. Uh, and they put a load of hooks in him. And some kind a of big saw. one up his back. Is, a, is that like a saw at the back? I think that's just a bigger hook. That's a big hook. So I thought it was cutting his spine up. It's, they're mullering up him proper good. <laughs> and the thing is, it looks really... When he gets that first hook in the back of his hand... That's quite good. It looks really fucking painful. I still... I still would say, of all of that, even with all the hooks flying and all that at the end, the him snagging the back of his hand on that nail is still the, of all of it, is the one that makes me go, the most. More because than any of those... Because it takes its time. Yeah, and it also seems more realistic. Yeah. That people, men do that every day, yeah. working. Men don't get torn apart by flying meat hooks. I've seen them. <laughs> In my line of work, where we used to deliver sofas, I've seen a man do that with a, a like a summit sticking out of a wall. Yeah, and he bled all over this sofa. This woman's new sofa. Did uh, some? <laughs> did no, this is, come out this is what he did. This woman went, "Oh, you've bled all over my sofa." And I told this guy, I said, when we were making the furniture, I said, "Look, if you ever bleed onto a sofa, I said, put a little bit of spit on your finger. You're if you're quick enough, you'll get." you'll get the blood off because mm. your enzymes your, yeah that's why he did that in front of her he literally gobbed on this woman's sofa <laughs> and wait, I, I'm like let's just put it back on the van yeah yeah I didn't even say yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't, don't even put it down yeah that's, just, just go and put it back in the van that might work but don't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, in like, front of them I was like what what are you doing did he get the blood out you got the blood out and what did she say but she, she's like, oh, that's all right now, that's fine. You should just watch the man bleed and then spit all over a, a three thousand pound sofa. She probably thought he was insane. Yeah, of course she did. What are you doing? <laughs> I just, I didn't even, I didn't even let us anything. I said, let's just put it back on the van then. Yeah, okay. let's yeah. just go back out. Just watch the nail. Oh, poor bloke though. But you, oh, that's a, that's a sad. <laughs> it does work though. What a lovable doofer. What he, a I know he was trying to just do what he thought. Oh. <laughs> What a dickhead! <laughs> they never let us. They never let us deliver furniture again. <laughs> we never went out again and delivered anything. That idea. Oh, Andy hurt his hand. I know. I kind of feel sorry for the bloke. Yeah, he literally gobbed on the furniture in front. Oh, of him. I know. But in front, it, it, he just went. I was like, why? Why? Oh, but but he was he. You know why? I, that's I know sad. why. That's a sad. Poor bloke. I bet he was panicked and he thought, oh, I know how to get it out. I know how to get it out. That's sad. That is a sad story. Anyway, Mark. <laughs> so what's going on in hell? Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Hell in well, they, Jesus wept. They pulled oh, yeah. apart. That's great. It looks good when they're all in him and his face is... When he says Jesus wept... He looks like... He it looks, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks all straight. It does look really painful. Oh, yeah, yeah. And But then when he actually explodes, oh, when they pull him apart, that's, that's a bit, a bit too... That's a bit shit. That's not so great. And she runs downstairs. Her doofus boyfriend, who's no, it's a motorbike coming up the stairs. Oh yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, she discovers right. that, that, that. Oh, they've they, double crossed. Yeah, they've double. They haven't double. They never promised. They never had a deal to begin with. <laughs> they, they didn't, didn't have, have a deal. Kirsty Cotton. That you were just wishful thinking. You can't trust the Cenobite. No, of course you can't. 
So the female Cenobite is coming up the stairs and she's like, oh, you, you're not going anywhere, are you? You're not moving. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. And then... Um, she looks pretty gnarly with her... Yeah, she's, she's got gone. a few wisps of hair. I, I didn't notice. You're, I'm always trying to work out the thing through her <laughs> neck. It's just like a weird metal in it just yeah. opened up and it sort of split that, almost like she's had a tracheotomy and, yeah. it, and it's a weird metal frame. Things going it. in her cheeks. And she chases... Kirsty into the room where it, Julia and it's not you're not really you don't make it obvious that that's Julia well it's got a jumper on yeah, yeah. Like it is her she's a bloody pulpy mess and she's got the box in her hands as well which, and she's been hooked up she's yeah. obviously been hellraisered and she's got the box in her hands and Pinhead then appears behind Kirsty. oh we have such sights to show you she ain't having none of it. No, she's like, oh, no, I don't want to go. Sounds rubbish. Sounds shit. Yeah. Can I just stay Yeah. I'm not interested. So she wrestles the, the box from Julia's hand and it starts sparking and badly. This is where it gets a little bit daft. She suddenly just seems to yeah, know, yeah. move it in a certain way, point it at her. And that's when, that's when Pinhead delivers the worst line of his entire career. No! Oh. Don't, don't do, do that. that! Don't do that! Don't do that! Who's the first one to go? No. Yeah. He's not... He He would become an icon yeah. because of this. Just the poster of him. Yeah. People were like, ah, oh, this guy. Look at this guy. Yeah. And I don't think Clive Barker quite realised... No, he didn't. I think in his... I think in Clive Barker's mind, I think he felt the chatterer was more the... One that people were gonna and the child was cool. Oh, he's cool as fuck. He is really cool, but he but people just went for Pinhead. Pinhead, well, Pinhead does all the talking. I know, but some of that talking is dumb. No, don't do that. Right, we've done that. Let's go. I on. know, I know, but it's don't dumb. keep doing it. I don't. Right, right then just what? Cut, that. cut the repetitions. Yes, okay. Come on. Who does she do next? Butterball. No, no, it's no, not. It's, it's, the the woman. it's the woman, isn't it? Yeah. Butterball's the last one, isn't he? Because Chatter is suddenly downstairs with a with a veil on his veil head. On his head. <laughs> I don't know why he's got a veil on his head. No, I don't know why he's got a veil on. And then a bit earlier on is what earlier on when he meets her, and he's just putting it, he again. His blokes putting fingers in women's mouths. Yeah, but it's unwanted at that point. I know. It, it generally is. It's always unwanted. Well, it's not always unwanted. Women don't want men putting. Well, their it depends fingers. the position, doesn't it? No, I, I just don't think they do. So you've never put your fingers in a woman's mouth when having sex with them. I might have done, but well, looking back go. on it, I think, I, did they really? I'm not talking about fucking fish hooking them, am I? No, I know, I've never fish hooked a lady. I fish hooked a man. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> He's bigger than me, Mark. What, you know, what are you going to do? Where are you going now? I'm just going to get the bottle open. Well, it's here. All right, well, okay. Right, so we're pretty much there now, Mark. We're at the denouement. Help me out. What's happened? What, what are we doing? Right. What's going on? She's... Got rid of Chatterer, a boyfriend. She's she's the boyfriend's come through the door. Yeah, that guy. The swinging alien appears. Oh yeah, the corridor demon and, and in the doorway. The boy boyfriend hits it with a glass milk bottle and it punches him in the face. Yeah, and they wrestle in the doorway. And, and, then, the, and the monster can't come into the room. No, of course it can't. Because it needs to hang it. off something. They could have just gently closed the door. And they're kind of tussling over the puzzle box. So she gets rid of that, then Butterball appears. Butterball doesn't get sent Butterball's back. already done then. 
Is he? Yeah, the, the, she's done all the Cenobites before she gets to that hanging corridor doofus. But Batball's still in the rubble. He didn't get sent back to the other dimension. Yeah, you don't see him go... Uh, good effects at the time, but now so dated. Those oh, kind of electricity... Kind yeah, of, it's just drawn uh, on the cell, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Looks bad. Yeah, but yeah, Butterball doesn't get that. No, he's still under that rubble. Should have ended the film. They should have ended the film when they come out of the house. I don't know all that. But the, the Cenobites go from being these like supernatural, all powerful, like they can control you know things flying through the hooks flying through the air. The whole room is filled with hooks, and then at the end when they're chasing after Kirsty, they're just people with knives creeping up behind her, like ooh. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They kind of seem to lose well, any it's, power it's, it's, or any... It's, it's, it's like they run out of money. But then, they were trying to wrap but, then, but then you were saying earlier, maybe it's because they're not in that room. Yeah. Maybe the room where the box is opened and then when Julia's dead and the box is in her hand, is it? Is something... Is the box been opened in that room? Is something happened... Is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then the Cenobites are in that room, aren't they? Yeah. And they're on the stairs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I think it's something that we, that we really think about. Cause We're probably thinking too hard about yeah, it, to be honest. But she, they escape the, the house, her and her yeah, and weird, boyfriend. There's a weird cut. Yeah. Now, I thought that the house burnt down. Yeah. Because it was falling apart, and they managed to get outside... And then all the lights go in the house and it's the lights yeah. are orange. Yeah. So I thought the house was burning down. But it's a, is it a transition it's shot? It's where... a transition shot because sh- the, the photo of Frank, which is on fire. Which is burning. Which is burning. Played and suddenly against... they're by a fucking river and an overpass. Well, they're by a weird, they're in a weird field with random things burning. With a chair. Just a chair on there's fire. a chair on fire. Like a dining room and there's chair. And there's a road overpass. Yeah, like a motorway overpass. That, that's, it doesn't make sense. That's not supposed to be the house. Why well, don't know? Is it, why, damn, the, why, is would it? The, why would the why would the why would just random shit be on fire? Why would they walk to a place and there's random shit on fire? I, neither neither of those options make any sense. Really? Why would given there be the, a chair in the middle of no? How far did they walk? But even if the house had burnt down and just collapsed in rubble, there still wouldn't just be a chair there on fire like that. In what looks basically like a wasteland, yeah. And the fires are all stretched out, like over well, like hundreds we, of yards. Did, did we not... miss an explosion? Maybe, maybe. Maybe he didn't have the budget for that. But the house was on a house, and it was on a road. With other it houses. seemed to be in like a coldy sack or something. Yeah, I got the idea. It was at the bottom end of a coldy sack, tucked away. Yeah. Anyway, there are fires. They're yeah. burning. She whacks the lament configuration puzzle box into a fire. Into a fire. Tramp boy ain't having that. Yeah, the buggy in Tramp turns up, walks into the fire. That almost looks like a full body burn, but I'm not sure it is. No, no, no. It's not. It's not satisfying to me. It's not satisfying. One. But he walks into the fire, picks up the box, turns into a ridiculous skeletal winged flying dragon. Dragon thing, skeleton thing. Yeah, takes off with a box, and then cut to back to 
Chinatown, Tangiers, somewhere in Asia. What's your pleasure, sir? Pub, pub down the road, and some guys selling, some dirty fingernailed guys selling, <laughs> selling the box to someone else. Yeah, the end. The end. I love it. I don't know that I love it so much that I wanted to see it three times in 24 no, hours. No, you keep but. saying that. I know, I know, because it's just, you know, that's been my life the last 24, 24 hours. hours. Right, what are you going to give it out of five? I'm going to have to give it four. Easy four. Maybe back in the day I would have said five. I, like, I'd give it a five. Oh, really? You yeah, five? Yeah. I love it. It's showing its age a little Yeah, bit. but it's kind, of, it's kind of quaint. Oh, yeah. That, it, doesn't, yeah, yeah. it doesn't fall apart with me. Some of these films look ridiculous. But there's enough there to keep it together. The, the dialogue's clunky. And I could, you could probably see why he didn't go on and do loads more films. I think he could have done more. He, didn't, he seems think, like a good... Di- I think, he still seems like a good director. I think maybe he had a touch of the Rob Zombies about it, where he... Done a really good film first. Yeah. And then he, he and was he maybe a little quite, bit lucky. He was maybe yeah, a, little a little bit, bit lucky. Because um, if, I mean, atmospherically, it's great. Yeah, yeah. As we've discussed in this last hour or so, some of it, some of the plot doesn't make any sense. No. The dialogue's no. clunky. But somehow as a whole package. Yeah, it somehow it, works. It, works and it, do, it does feel like a kind of a reinterpretation of a lot of old horror tropes yeah. like in a just for the time it seemed like a way of making it a little bit more modern yeah and it was it was a, an original idea and, he, and even now it does still feel quite an original idea yeah it's just more the execution of it is yeah. suffered over time yeah maybe. but um I mean I haven't seen... I've only s- s- probably seen four of the originals in the remake. I think you've only watched three of them, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. I started watching the one with Craig Sheffer in it. But after, I think after five, they just... They had, they were making films to keep the licence. Yeah, just churning them out. It, it was Dimension films, then, wasn't it? So yeah. It was bloody fucking Weinsteins, wasn't it? So... Yeah. They were just... You know... What, yeah. It's just money, wasn't it? So it's just churning them out. To yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were making films that weren't even Hellraiser films and then just sticking Pinhead in them. Yeah. And then even after a while, Doug Bradley went, no, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Yeah. He stopped doing them. They made two like him, which were appalling by all accounts. Yeah. But then this new one apparently is pretty good. Yeah, the new one's pretty good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, but he did say... Good. You did say it's not quite... It just hasn't got the horniness. No, it's not, it. it's not as sexy for some reason. Even though this one isn't... That's, that. that's weird. Isn't it weird though? Because yeah. it's not sexy. No, but the, the I, new one is... It's But there, there's a horniness to it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not... It doesn't do it for me. But... <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, I it doesn't. But there is a... It's got some in... There's, there's a little soup song of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit. And I mean, it kind of... It does kind of draw you in. There is that kind of like, oh, this is a bit, this is a bit kinky, you know. There's that kind of angle. I bet to it. there's some people getting their asses spanked in this. Mm, maybe on that bottom rung. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that bottom rung, that vanilla bottom rung. 
Right, are we going to call it a day? Yeah, it's about done, Mark, I think. Yeah. So you give it four, I give it five. I, back then, I would definitely given it five. When I was that age. We're not that age. I know, so now I'm saying four. Yeah, it's 40 years old, nearly. That's bad, yeah. It? It's not bad for a 40-year-old film. No, not at all. And he, like, as I said earlier, he, he was a good director, really. Mm. F- you know, for a man that was primarily a writer... He did, he did a really good job. I think he lucked out with Claire Higgins. I yeah. said she nails that role. Yeah. And she should be maybe a bit more heralded as a female villain. There aren't many female villains in horror films. I mean, they, maybe they should have kept her after the second film. Yeah, yeah. Or find or because it's a horror film, they can find a way. It's Frank, but Frank in is Frank in the second one? He's in it a little bit, and Julia kills him, I think. Ah, okay. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, I can't remember the second one that way. Second was I like the second one. Yeah, I, it's I, the one with the doctor, isn't it? Doctor Channard, isn't it? Yeah, and that's in it. Um, what's his name? Kenneth Cranham. Yeah, I did like it. I just didn't, I hadn't seen it in a, such a long time, but we'll get round to it. Yeah, we'll yeah. Right, say goodnight, Jamie. Uh, that's a little bit abrupt, Mark. Should we just I do started, it? I started the goodbye a minute ago, and you started talking well, about Well, I'm just going to interject. Uh, should we give a Should we give a preview of what we're going to do? We no. Know, we know what we're going to do next no, week. No, let's not. Let's just okay. end it. All right, okay. All right, sorry. Say goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, Jamie. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon.